0: Hey everybody, Zach here. Before we get started with the podcast, I just want to let you know about our sponsor, Anchor. We're new to podcasting here at Salty Saints, and Anchor has made it so easy for us to get started. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain a little bit about it. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. The best part about Anchor, though, is that it's absolutely free. So if you, like us, want to get your word out there, you want to try your hand at podcasting, make sure that you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I am Zach, and I'm your host, and I am sitting here with Randy Spate once again.
1: Hey, Zach, how
0: are you? I am living the dream, Randy. I just ate a huge Cubano sandwich, and I just said it right for all of you. The lady looked at me like I didn't know how to say it at the restaurant. Randy (laughs) made fun of me, and now I'm full and sad. But that's okay because I forgive you. Ah, hey, great. We're talking great, great. about forgiveness today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, let's let's just get right into it. We uh we kind of laid out a few little areas of forgiveness that we wanted to talk about before we sat down here. Um and, and the first of those three was how God forgives us.
1: Um you know, forgiveness again, it's it's kind of a churchy word, but it definitely is a word that you hear outside of the church as well. So you have people on the street also talking about forgiveness. Um Typically, though, they would not talk about the way God forgives us. They're talking about forgiving each other. And we'll get into that, I think, after we talk about how God forgives us. Uh We'll come back and we'll talk about forgiving each other. So God forgiving us is one of the foundation stones of everything that we believe. We believe that man fell, but God forgives and God initiates that forgiveness. He doesn't forgive man because of anything that man has done or because man merits or eventually deserves to be forgiven because he never deserves to be forgiven. But instead, God, because of his great love for us, reaches out to us and chooses to forgive,
0: absolutely. Um, I think it's kind of interesting because even, even after we're saved, even after we've come to put our faith in Christ, we still kind of have a hard time differentiating between how, how that salvation is given. Do we earn it? Do we? Yeah, you know, is it something that we we do? in response to God's love or is it something that we do in order to receive God's love? And I'll be honest. I mean, part of my life has been spent battling that, that question, um, because they're two very different ideas.
1: Uh, yes, they are. Um, so God's forgiveness is rooted entirely in his love, never on our merits. Nobody deserves to be forgiven. We, uh, um, we speed down the road uh, past the uh, uh, speed limit sign says 30 miles an hour and we're doing 92 and a policeman stops us and we roll down the window and he says license and registration. We show it to him and he says, do you know how fast we're going? Well, I was going 92. I'm sorry. That's not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You can't just say, okay, I want to be forgiven, and uh, it's kind of that way with God. When we sin, it's not just a matter of going to God and saying, oopsie, uh, I did something wrong, and now I'm sorry, either that I got caught, or even I'm legitimately sorry for what I did. That doesn't make it okay. But God chooses to forgive us again not because of our merits not because of what we've done or really even because we've gone to him and said i'm sorry god forgives us because of his love for us that's the start of everything
0: and his forgiveness it, it glorifies him too i mean it it shows how good he is i mean what, Everything kind of comes back to that in the end for God as well, I think. It's
1: just part of the character of God. This is who God is. He's unique. He is certainly not like us because our personal tendency is not to uh, forgive. Our personal tendency is to look for vengeance, to to try to get even.
0: Right. And and so when God forgives us, does he— keep a record does he i mean do do you think he holds on to that information or i mean scripture tells us he puts it as far from the east from the west yeah
1: he separates our sins from us as far as the east is from the west as far as the deepest sea all indications in scripture is that when god forgives us he really takes that sin and he eliminates it he 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 trashes it he gets rid of it now he doesn't get rid of the consequences of our sin uh we go out and uh, uh uh kind of a mundane example uh we get involved in a sexual sin and we get an std we come to the lord and we we ask for forgiveness and god truly forgives us for what we did. That does not take away the consequence of that sin. Right. We still have the STD. We're still going to pay that price. Right,
0: and that has nothing to do with God's forgiveness. That has to do with the fact that we live in a broken world.
1: Absolutely right.
0: Right. Um, so, I mean, we, we could kind of dig deeper, I guess, into God's forgiveness, but as a whole, like, I mean, I think that's— pretty much it for i mean at least is the basic covering of that
1: god's forgiveness is very very simple to understand god looks at us he loves us and he chooses to forgive us he offers us that forgiveness we have the choice of accepting that forgiveness or not we can turn him away we can say nope what i did wasn't that bad and uh there you go
0: (laughs) right and i have believe it or not, met a few people <laughs> that that truly do believe that way. Um, yeah, but, and I'm always kind of blown away when that happens. But.
1: Zach, I think most of the world is that way. Most of the world looks at themselves and say, sin? Well, I never killed anybody. That's almost always one of the first things that I hear. Right. I've never killed anybody. Well, you know. There's a lot this side of murder that is still sin.
0: <laughs> so you think that's more of a Western thing? like, uh, Or like the the fact that we, we are a little harder on ourselves here in Western culture? My,
1: or... Culture definitely plays into it, but I don't think it's necessarily a Western thing. The reality is um, I, I, I have friends who live in China, and they have told me I don't speak Chinese. I don't speak uh, either Mandarin or Cantonese. But I'm told that in both of those languages, there is no word for sin. So the concept of forgiveness is also alien. How do I ask forgiveness for something that doesn't exist? They have words for excess and words for crime. And when they translate the word sin in the Bible, they will either use the word for excess or the word for crime but the word the generic word sin just doesn't exist that the concept is foreign to them so when you go to china and you try to tell somebody you need jesus so he can forgive your sin they look at you with a strange look and say what's that
0: that's so wild
1: <laughs> one of the reasons that a lot of chinese believe that christianity is a western religion is precisely because of that Because the missionary will spend a lot of time trying to teach them what sin is. And once they grasp that concept, then the missionary says, okay, you're a sinner. And you need forgiven for that sin. And their response is, not my problem. This is a you problem. It's not a me problem. I never had a problem with sin until you came. You just made me a sinner. (laughs) That's right. You just created this in me. So the best thing I can do to get rid of that sin is to get rid of you. (laughs)
0: Okay. That's interesting. Um, We talked about the next kind of topic of forgiveness is uh, forgiving each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a little bit different, I think. When God forgives us, he gets rid of something, he he forgets something, he removes our sin from, like we said, as far as the east is from the west, as far as the depths of the sea is from the surface. When we forgive each other, I can't do that. I don't stop remembering just because I say I forgive you. It's still there and it still tends to affect me.
0: Okay. There. I'm actually dealing with a bit of that myself right now. Um, (laughs) We won't get into that, but I, I think it's so interesting how, you know, we're, we're made in God's image, but I mean, he, he's so much, every part of us is such a, a a fallen version of, of what he has, you know? And I I think that's, that's sort of the same. Um, When, when we do, forgive each other, what what are we supposed to do then?
1: Well, I think it gets back to the very, very basic meaning of the word, especially in the New Testament. The Greek word that is translated forgiveness serves double duty. It also is translated another way, and the other way it's translated is to leave to leave something, to release something, to let go of something. Now that's what God does when he forgives us. He takes our sin and he lets go of it. He casts it away. He gets rid of it. We can't do that, but I believe that what Scripture is saying when it tells us that we need to forgive each other is it's telling us that we need to release.
0: To release the... the the hate or the the, the hatred towards.
1: the the negative emotions that we feel because we were sinned against and you know sin sin covers a wide variety of different things I mean all the way from from gossip to lies to to uh, you know I, I stepped on your toe um, <laughs> All of those things, you know, can be can be lumped in under the general category of offense, of sin, and some of those things we really don't have any trouble forgiving someone else, and some of those things we do, and some of that is very personal. Um, it might be just because of the way I was brought up that if you lie to me, that is horrible. Whereas the way you were brought up, you heard lies all the time, and a lie you just kind of say, "Eh um it's releasing that negative emotion, that hatred of what took place, even hatred of the other individual, it's releasing that desire for vengeance, the desire to get even it does not release the penalty for sin that the other person has created. Now, this is why I really think that the primary benefactor, when we forgive each other, say, you've done something against me. When I forgive you for that something, the primary benefactor of that forgiveness is not you, it's me. Because I've been able to release the way that thinking about you and what you've done has consumed me. It's kept me awake in the wee hours of the morning. It's made me think negative thoughts about you, made me think, how can I get back at Zach? Uh, Instead of that, uh, I release that, and I am able to, instead of looking for vengeance against you, I can actually look for good things for you. I can look to bless you. I can look to benefit you.
0: I, I think culturally or like like from watching movies over the years, like growing up as a Disney kid, you know, like, uh, we get this idea of forgiveness as this coming back together of two parties and being like, everything's perfect now. And, and it's just not on earth. That's well, just not. that's not how we operate. And that is, like you were saying, that is how it works with God. And that is, that is idealistic forgiveness. But we aren't capable of that in our fallen state.
1: You know, uh, we talked about the way culture does impact sin, and uh, uh-huh. culture grades sin. So here in the West, probably the worst possible sin is murder, taking someone's life. Not everybody agrees with that. Uh, we have heard about honor killings. What is at the root of that is the concept that murder is bad, but it comes way down the list from public shaming. So if you publicly shame me and I retaliate by killing you, what I did is bad. But most of the people in the culture that would accept honor killings would say it's not nearly as bad as that public shaming that's that's. So much worse. So when we forgive someone, we are taking that uh, view, that perspective that we have, and we're erasing that. It doesn't release you from the obligation to make restitution.
0: Right. And would you explain restitution for anybody? Sure.
1: So restitution Is uh, simply, I I think it literally even means to return things to a proper state. Uh, uh, Making things right. So uh, I steal a candy bar and uh, I get home eating a candy bar and dad says, where'd you get the candy bar? And I get all red faced and eventually blurt out, I stole it. He said, okay. Break open your piggy bank, candy bar cost 85 cents, take 85 cents. We're going back to the store. You walk in the store, you say to the store owner, I stole a candy bar, I'm sorry, here's 85 cents. The 85 cents is the restitution. Uh, it is making things right, making things as if uh, I had originally done the right thing.
0: And even uh, I think biblically, too, isn't the example or isn't the proper, um, like the due process of committing, like a performing a restitution to like a, a stolen goat or whatever. You're to pay that back and more. With a penalty. Right, right.
1: right. Yeah. Um, and to, that's typically 20 or 25 percent. Right. So, you know, it, it's it's going to hurt when you do it.
0: But, you know, that's also to make you not want to do it again. That's you absolutely know, so. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: And that's that's so that the next time you think, boy, that goat looks really juicy, you say, eh, it's not worth it.
0: <laughs> and, and just for anyone listening, we don't think you're probably sitting around just like drooling, looking at a goat in a field or something. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> but,
1: But you know, sin takes on a wide variety of forms. So yeah, it doesn't release you from uh, the penalty or, or from the responsibility to do restitution. It doesn't release you from accountability for what you've done. And getting back to what you originally said, it does not necessarily mean that everything is now all right between us. We may continue to have a broken relationship even after forgiveness is given,
0: and I think that plays into like I mean, the one I hear most often is like abusive families, like kids that come from abusive families. Or, I was going to go there, yeah. yeah. Like, like I mean, a lot of you know anyone who's dealt with sexual abuse or or uh, physical abuse or, or verbal mental abuse, abuse. Or, yeah, right. Um, I don't think you can trust that person a lot of the time anymore because of what you've experienced. But you, you, you still have to let go of that.
1: I I don't think you have to trust them again. You don't. Um, you do have to forgive them. But again, the primary benefactor in forgiveness is not them, but you, right? Because what you're doing is you are releasing what they've done to you, releasing those negative, uh, emotions releasing the desire to get vengeance, to get even with them. And what's so beautiful
0: about that is, you know, we keep saying, you know, you release that thing, you release that thing. But what what happens when you release something that's hurting you is you're really releasing yourself. You're being freed from it. You, that is the point. Right. It, uh, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day that brought this up, but, but talking about how, um, When you hate somebody, it's like drinking a poison and hoping that it kills the other person.
1: (laughs) That's a great image. That's exactly what vengeance is. You're you're drinking poison thinking it's going to hurt the other guy. Right. But it's not. It's hurting you. You're the one that's drinking the poison. You're the one that's letting yourself be consumed by uh, the negative emotions. And and let me do say this, Uh, sitting here talking in a podcast, we we make it sound so simple. It is not simple. Absolutely not. Many people, uh, everyone needs therapy to help get over this because there are deep emotions when someone has been abused. Uh, Look for someone who can counsel you, who can guide you through that. But the goal of a good counselor is going to come to the point that you can release that other person. We are calling that, forgiveness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also don't, not to dive too deep, but like, I don't think that like that necessarily means to like compartmentalize this thing and just pretend it never happened, but don't let it eat you up anymore. That's don't right. Don't let it fester in your soul and, and change who you are anymore. That's the goal of forgiveness.
1: That's right. That's right. Pretending that something never happened, uh, never helped anybody. Right. right. <laughs> because they know the reality. So what does that do to your trust to the other person? If I, were, if I had been abused by another person, I would never trust them again, to be honest. Right. I would not be with them alone. I would not leave my children with them. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I couldn't see ever reaching a point where that level of trust that perhaps I once had is reached again. Simply because uh, the gospel, according to Dr. Phil, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And that past behavior of the abuser sticks in my mind.
0: And that's not to say it can't happen. That's not to say that that can't be mended. I do believe there are people that truly do completely change And I think through those actions, the other party can see that down the line. But I do not think it is common. Zach, I have a
1: great example of this. When I was in Columbia uh, last time, I met two guys, um, one in a wheelchair and uh, one up walking around. And uh, they had uh, both been in prison. The fellow who was up walking around is the guy who shot the other guy in the back. He he paralyzed him. Uh, The other guy had been a policeman, and uh, the first guy, the one who shot him, was a thief. And it was not during an act of theft, but it was an act of vengeance. The policeman had arrested the other guy, put him in jail for a short period of time. He got out of jail. He found the policeman, walked down when he was off duty in the middle of the street, walked up behind him, shot him. His intent was to kill him, but he only paralyzed him. This time, uh, the guy went to prison for a long time. Uh, the prison ministry that uh, uh, OMS helps to support actually related to prison fellowship, um, ministered to this man and he came to the Lord and learned about God's forgiveness. And one of the first things he learned was that he needed to find this guy and ask him to forgive him. So he got out of prison uh, after paying his time and he went to find this guy and found out he was paralyzed. He couldn't keep a job because he was now in a wheelchair. So he told him that he wanted him to forgive him, and he laughed at him. He said, why would I ever forgive you? The first man got a job. He began to pay for food, for rent, for electricity, for this man and his wife, at great sacrifice to himself. I mean, he had a nice job, but all of the money was going to the fella that he had shot in the back and paralyzed. This fellow began to realize he's for real he's 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 being sincere about this and he began to ask why the change and he told him about jesus well he came to the lord and today the two of them travel around the two of them are in essence best friends there's a case where the restoration the restitution it's worked full circle and uh there has been forgiveness these two men travel today together share their story and ask people to forgive the people who have abused them or or who have injured them
0: and and the thing to notice about the t- the two men that you've just described is they both put their absolute faith in Jesus and that is how they came together A lot of the time, both parties aren't going to do that. That's right. That's the big difference. That's the difference here. I think that that that's fair. And but even then, even then, who knows? I mean, it may not ever be the same. And
1: one of the other things that was different was the fellow who was a thief. He totally turned around. He he turned his back on that life with an abuser. It's a little bit different because it's easy to see the abuser getting back into an abusive situation.
0: Right. Right. Um.
1: Lastly, uh, forgiving yourself. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talk about learning to forgive themselves. And I kind of get that, and I, I kind of understand what they're saying. But the first thing that I want to say is that is not a biblical concept at all. In Scripture, I don't remember anywhere that we are told to forgive ourselves. Uh, if forgiveness means releasing releasing something what would that mean, releasing ourselves? Uh, now, that doesn't mean that the vocabulary, forgiving yourself, is without value. I think there is value in learning to forgive ourselves. I just want to make the point that this is not a biblical concept, this is something that we add to Scripture today, to the biblical concept of forgiveness. Today we've gone one step beyond that and said we need to learn to forgive ourselves as well.
0: Yeah. Um I think that part of that finding forgiveness for yourself is in realizing who you are in Jesus. That it, it's it's less about saying, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm great now and that everything's good with me. It's it's more Everything's good between me and Jesus now. Everything is good between me and God because of what Jesus did. And therefore I can be at peace.
1: So unpack that a little bit more, Zach, when, when, uh, somebody says, I need to learn to forgive myself. What is it that you think they need to actually do that would be different from what they did say last week? Uh,
0: Can you explain what you mean by like, you mean like how, like,
1: what do they need to believe? What do they need to do differently? What, what does it look like to forgive yourself as opposed to not forgiving yourself?
0: In relation to Jesus?
1: Especially in relation to Jesus.
0: Oh, pause. I got to plug in a charger really quick. We will be right back with this answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: So forgiving oneself, what, what's that supposed to look like?
1: right as opposed to not forgiving oneself what would be different in the person uh,
0: like in a re- <laughs> so so i guess the part i'm trying to make the the connection here is are we talking about a, a believer in christ let's go either way okay uh i think people that are, are not be- believers in christ that say they want to forgive themselves they often land on some kind of trying to find inner peace. It almost takes like an Eastern meditative route of like needing to clear your own conscience. And it always turns into like a new ageism. It's, all about, like. Zen, it's like. all about Zen. It's all about Zen and peace in within. And then you can elude that peace from within into the world around you kind of think that's, do you think that
1: is almost trying to ignore what happened and, and the impact that it's had on you?
0: Yeah, because I don't, I don't think it deals with the sin. I don't think it deals with the fact that you're sinful. I think it it comes down to, I sinned, and then I can let go of that myself. But the thing is, you need forgiveness in order to let go of that, which would imply that there is an offended party, and that offended party is always God, no matter who it is that you've actually committed the offense against. In fact, if you sin against your own self, you're also sinning against God. Therefore, you yourself cannot let go of that.
1: There is a great passage in the Old Testament where Joseph is sold into slavery. He ends up, uh, long story short, he ends up in the the house of a military official named Potiphar. And Joseph was apparently a good-looking young man. So Potiphar's wife puts the move on him, tries to seduce him. And Joseph's response is, how could I sin against God? And against my lord Potiphar, but he throws God in there. He says that doing this would not just be wrong with Potiphar; it involves God too.
0: Well, but but Potiphar wasn't even there to see it. You know, no. that's the thing. I mean, Potiphar may have never found out. You know, and then and then why would he need forgiveness from somebody that's not even mad at him? But God is mad. God did see, or would have seen. Because Joseph didn't do it, of right? Course, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I so so then for a, a Christian though to do the same thing, okay. it's to recognize I'm a sinner, I've done something wrong, I need forgiven, and the only way that you can find forgiveness and the only way you can find peace is by asking for forgiveness from Jesus and accepting Him as your Lord and Savior.
1: That's great. So you actually seek forgiveness from the sin and then kind of recognize that you yourself, yeah, I did this. Well, okay, and, so and it's not okay, but uh, God has forgiven me.
0: So so this is kind of an interesting thing and just totally tell me if this is like heresy or something. I hope it's not. <laughs> but, but in a way, you know, you were talking about how forgiveness is letting go to release right to ask for forgiveness from christ is almost to take your sin and release it to him and to let him deal with it
1: and according to scripture i believe that's exactly what you're asking
0: okay and then i mean it tells us that he puts it you know as far from him as the east is from the west so then he just dumps it he just dumps it and
1: (laughs) and he's able to do that um not so much us.
0: Right, right. We, <laughs> we still deal with the repercussions. We kind of still deal with
1: it. Um, I can remember back in the 70s, I bought a book by a Canadian psychologist named Carl Menninger. And the name of the book was Whatever Became of Sin. And uh, the whole thesis of the book was that starting back in the 60s, we began counseling people who felt guilt, by telling them they shouldn't feel the guilt. The guilt is inappropriate, so forget the guilt. And counseling was all about living above the guilt, taking the guilt and repressing it. And what Menager's point was, most of the guilt that he dealt with as a psychologist people felt guilty because they should feel guilty because they had sinned they had injured someone or they had abused someone and his goal was to get them to recognize that there was sin involved he called it sin in the title of the book but within the book it wasn't it wasn't a theological thing it was about injuring someone else and he was all about making restitution, making right with the other person. And he found people could find release when they tried to restore the state that they were previously in.
0: Well, I think guilt is a gift from God. It, it leads us to do better. It doesn't feel good to feel guilty. And generally you feel guilty over something that you've done wrong
1: guilt is god's grace to us it's one of the elements of god's grace to us when we sin we feel bad and one of the reasons we feel bad is because the holy spirit lives in us and the holy spirit doesn't like sin so when he sees it in us he starts picking at it <laughs> do
0: you uh, uh sorry if i'm rabbit trailing here but do you think that's grieving the holy spirit
1: i mean well i think part of grieving the holy spirit is when you you build calluses on your conscience. Okay. You just kind of try to repress it, kind of say, "Eh, it's not that big of a deal," and I'm, uh, yeah, I, I know it's simple, but I'm going to do it anyway.
0: So, so it's kind
1: of it's kind of a,
0: a result of ignoring that grief.
1: I think so. Okay. I think so. It's, it's one of the results of ignoring the grief and, okay. or, or the guilt, not the grief. Sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Um do you have anything else to add
1: just that amazingly i was I was a little surprised by this before I came in um, Jesus talks a lot about forgiveness Paul amazingly does not Paul in uh three or four passages and that's it uses the word forgiveness so the big difference is Paul talks about forgiveness in theological terms he talks about justification mm. he talks about uh, atonement uh, he, he, he talks about uh, uh, things like that with much more theologically sounding terms
0: it's all legalistic
1: yeah yeah because of the audience he's writing to but the bottom line is he is talking about forgiveness he's talking about approaching God saying i have sinned and i can't do anything about it only you can please do something about this
0: and i think we can ask him to to mend our broken relationships with others i think yes. we can and we shouldn't be afraid to ask for the ability to forgive you know it doesn't come easy for all of us It does not. And so we need to pray for that. That's a gift. I I believe that forgiveness is a characteristic of God, and God is always more than willing to give you as much of himself as you need to be more like him.
1: So kind of a summary of of what I believe about forgiveness is when we choose not to forgive, what we're doing is we are forcing ourselves. In a in a, a kind of a cyclical thing where we're thinking about that sin frequently, sometimes all the time, uh, we relive it. Uh, especially abusive situations, we can relive that bu- abuse, and uh, by the time we become adults, we may have lived through that abusive episode hundreds of times, and. Every time we relive that episode, it brings up more negative emotions, more uh, self-hatred. And forgiveness is about releasing all of that. Not easy. Not easy at all. We don't pretend to think that it is. Find someone to help you in therapy. Find someone who can guide you through releasing that
0: the the effects on your brain as well from from just living through guilty feelings day after day after day if you look at somebody's brain who is depressed it it's hardly functioning compared to a, co- a completely functioning brain it, it is a completely different looking CAT scan or whatever scan that is. Did I get that right? I'm not sure. <laughs> but but it looks like two completely different situations. God wants to set you free from that. He wants you to be free from that torment on yourself. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening to this. Um, we're We know this. A lot of this is kind of heavy subject matter and probably something that, I don't know, it might make you angry hearing somebody <laughs> tell you to let go of uh, of these feelings. But God is telling you to let go of these feelings. It's, it's scripturally based. We suggest that you yourselves dive into the word, get to know God, and uh, learn what he has to say about this himself. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and stay salty.